0: This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geeks, show number 321, recorded on August 3rd, 2017. Here at Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite things. Home news, reviews, product updates, and conversation—all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Carlson, broadcasting live from the Average Guy.TV studios here in actually a really beautiful Bellevue, Nebraska. I'm fortunate tonight. John Larson's with me. He's another in here. It seems like John, we're doing a lot more Omahans lately. But a pretty nice break, right from a pretty pretty hot. I think last week or the week before in the 90s. Pretty nice, don't you think?
1: Yeah, very nice. Um I was actually out in western Nebraska camping last week in 108 degree temperatures, so this is much nicer uh for me.
0: Yeah, no, a nice break and actually as I'm looking ahead here like I see 74, 77, 71, 74, 77 for the next that's through the through the uh, the end of this week and into next weekend. And it's just so much better. Like life is just better when it's when it's that mm-hmm. way. So we, uh, so we're looking forward to some great weather. Uh, we're going to talk about this here in just a second, but uh, we are coming up on probably the most notable eclipse uh, to happen in the United States. And it may be the most photographed and the most talked about and the most on social. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a second. And it's coming right through Nebraska. So we're super excited about that. Of course, for this show, we post the, the show notes out at the average guy. .tv. A couple things to, to remind you of just before we get started. One, don't forget we're commercial free, both on YouTube and Spreaker now. And uh, we can do that just because one. I don't, don't. We don't. I don't like playing commercials there in that space. But if you do want to support us, uh, and don't forget, Amazon took their their uh, link away from me again. So if you went back to Amazon, sorry, I don't have a link you can use. Use somebody else's link. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can do that. And there's a Patreon link out there on the page. Go to theaverageguy.tv, and you can get that. And actually, we had a new Patreon subscriber uh, this week. And Chad, I want to thank you. Chad Johnson jumped in and uh, supported us. And if you want to do that, head out to TheAverageGuy.tv. Look for the Patreon link right-hand side. And you can su- subscribe between $1 and 5 bucks, whatever you want to do. Uh, we always appreciate that. We uh, a couple other reminders. One is, uh, John, I mentioned this in the pre-show to you. We are, uh, we're I formed a SETI at home team. And it, every time I say that, I feel like, seriously, are you you're looking for ET? Right? <laughs> Come on. But it's kind of fun. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's still, It's the, uh, Mike Wieger had talked about this, oh, I don't know, a couple months ago, and I kind of got back into it. I got a couple PCs that are running it. It's just kind of fun to keep up with it. And so if you want to join us, you can send me an email, jim at tv, and I'll send you the link uh, over to you for, if you're interested. But we have a Home Gadget Geeks team now, and I'm just running it on some low energy, you know, I have a N40L uh, HP microserver that, I run it on, I'm actually running it on the broadcast server here, so Core i3 540 box. And it, I, I like, I've set half the processors to run on it, so it's not taking a ton of energy to get done. We run it out on our media center PC in the uh, living room, of course, because it doesn't get used but a couple hours a night and then it sits idle. And yeah, we're using energy, but I always think it's for a good cause. John, do you ever do the kind of the protein folding or the SETI at home packets?
1: I did uh quite a while ago, I was doing the SETI at home um back when I had a Windows box at home, which was probably uh late nineties but um I have a friend who does the folding at home and he has it configured to use his uh Nvidia graphics yeah. cards,
0: yep, yeah,
1: which is impressive, so I remember one time he upgraded his card to a newer version, and what took him two months only took him two weeks, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, no,
0: it's a it's a lot like Bitcoin. Uh, last week we talked about Bitcoin and Bitcoin mining, and uh, we, you know, this protein folding or this these the SETI analysis isn't that different, I think, from doing those math. You know, it's doing basically math calculations. Um, and I'm I'm seeing now in the software, in the Bonic software, they they're taking advantage of the GPU, and you get they get some pretty good speeds out of that, and so. Um, you know, it's funny you said you did it a while ago. This has been, I, I think I joined the study at Home team in 1999. So almost 20 years ago, still very similar mission. I can do a whole lot more packets today than I used to do back then. I'm at like a million seven uh, packets that I've done over time. And there's been a couple different versions and some other stuff going on. But you can run it. They have an Ubuntu version. If you wanted to run it on a Linux mm-hmm. box, you could, you could and actually, it's pretty efficient. I was running it on little kangaroo PC here, running Ubuntu. It crunched it pretty well. So if you're interested jumping back in or you got a box, you can run it on. It's uh, software is pretty configurable, pretty stable. It's a good open source project. If you're interested in doing that, uh, let me know. And uh, send, send me an email, Jim at the average guy I'll shoot you the link to our team. And it would be kind of fun on a goof around that way. If you want to get us done, Mike Weger and I also be forming, I think we'll be doing another fantasy football league this year, if you're in the United States, or even if you're not, if feel like American football and you want to jump in on some fantasy football, we'll be doing that as well. So, okay. Uh, John, we have a, we have a pretty big event coming across yes, Nebraska do. here on August 21st. Uh, The city of Omaha won't be in the area of totality. So we've got a solar eclipse coming through the United States. It's going to enter somewhere in the Portland, Oregon area uh, uh, up north in the Pacific Northwest, somewhere about 9 a.m. And it's going to make its way across the United States. And people are traveling all around to get this done. John, what are you going to do? Where are you going to be the morning of the eclipse here in the United States?
1: That is the number one question that I keep getting is where I will be. Um, partially I don't know I might have some plans of places to go but I'll really be looking at the weather to see if it's going to be clear in those places so I might have a couple a small couple small places i want to go maybe more off the beaten path where there won't be as many people Um, there's a big event at the Homestead National Monument outside Beatrice that's probably going to have several thousand people Um, most of the Uh, Accommodations across the state have been full since last year. I know there's groups coming in from Europe to see it. Uh, I'm a member of the Omaha Astronomical Society, and we had a group from the Netherlands contact us about borrowing equipment. While they're here to see the eclipse, because in Europe, they have a lot more light pollution than we do here in some parts of the United States. So. course they'd have to be members and they said oh yeah we'll be members for that week (laughs) so that's kind of amusing it's going to be quite an event um if you can get out and get into the path of totality it is quite an experience i've never experienced it myself um the last total solar eclipse in the united states was uh 1979 Mm -hmm. and you know totality is different because the whole surface of the sun is obscured by the moon versus other versions of eclipses which are partial eclipses um there we have been talking about this for three years in the club we had a a person come and talk in 2014 that he's going to be somewhere here in the united states his name's Fred Espenak, and he is like Mr. Eclipse. That is his website. And uh, he has some videos on there, and there's some tips. But there's a couple of sites you can go to, like Great American Eclipse and uh, uh, Eclipse2017.org.
0: Yeah, there's uh, NASA is also tracking this event with with quite a lot of interest. Um, I mentioned in the beginning of the show, it might be the most talked about, uh, social media-tweeted, pictures. There's a kind of a big science experiment going on where people can join in. And I I didn't, I didn't get into the details of it. But I imagine it's has something to do with your phone and submitting some pictures or something. Yes. Yes. do Do you know what's going on there?
1: Yeah, there was a there was a plan to put people like every 60 minutes across the United States from a, you know, location basis. And they were to report their experience and take pictures and submit them into the program. They changed that to 90 minutes because they weren't getting as many participants as they'd hoped, mostly because if you agree to go to that position, you have to stay there even if it's cloudy. So a lot of the real hardcore astronomy types or eclipse chasers, they don't wanna commit to something where they won't be able to see it. But I mean, there's a good chance that you'll be able to do that. But the important thing about Experiencing an eclipse is, if this is your first eclipse, don't look at it through a phone or a a camera. Just experience it by yourself by looking. Look around you. Listen to what's happening. Um, There's some videos on YouTube where you can see uh, a gentleman put cameras on his chickens, and when the eclipse started happening, all the chickens went back into the coop, and when it ended, they all came back outside because they thought it was nighttime. You might even be able to hear crickets outside during an eclipse. It's very—it's a very strange event, from what I've been told.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, here uh, um, in Omaha. We are, I think, a couple hours north of uh, of that path. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you need to go. 92%. Something like
1: that. And you need to go a little
0: farther south. I think St. Joe is probably the right place to go Mm -hmm. uh, to be in that path. It does start, and it's interesting because you would think, like, you know, this thing would start and would make a path around the globe, but it does not. It actually starts in the middle of the Pacific, makes its way on board here in the United States, is dark all through the U.S. and goes out to the Atlantic. It stops. And so it's, um, it, it's, it's super interesting time and it's going to get a lot of traction here. Uh, you'd mentioned, do not look directly. I, I, I think for my audience, I don't have to say this, but I will yeah. do not look directly into the sun. If you mm-hmm. are going to do that, they're making really great sunglasses. Normal sunglasses are not good enough. You really need to have some, some really dark uh, filtered um, lenses. If you're going to kind of do that, you can, you mentioned this, you can use your phone. If you want to watch it, put it on your phone and, and point your phone at the sun, and that will filter out the, you know, the light uh, for you if you want to see that coming across. That's probably the way I'll watch the partial eclipse, is use my phone to mm-hmm. see it go across um, uh, that piece. So there's some, you can do that. So all kinds of great stuff, uh, and, and everybody's talking about it. So, John, it'll be, I'd love to see some pictures, jump, uh, if you get some during that day, throw them into our Facebook group over at the uh, TheAverageGuy.tv. Um, post them on Twitter, whatever. I'm sure it's gonna be crazy. Right yeah, now I'm looking at the I'm awesome. looking at the long range forecast right now for that Monday. So Monday the twenty first. Now I'm gonna be in LA. I'm really disappointed with myself <laughs> that I scheduled a trip. I'm in LA, I'm in Anaheim that day, getting ready for podcasters movement and or podcast movement. And uh but here eighty four and sunny. So so That's far. Yeah. So far it's looking pretty good. So are you going to, you going to, you got any uh, camera stuff? Are you going to, you're going to try and film it? You're going to try and what, what are you going to try and do?
1: Um, I've actually just put some solar film in my shopping cart on Amazon and I know that there's some 3d printed pieces I can get to make as a filter for my camera. I might do a wide shot that way. I'm not like always concentrating on it. Um, Plus you gotta take it off when the, the totality happens and put the filter back on. Um, you can get glasses at Lowe's, I actually saw them there. Recently though, there's been a lot of glasses that have been sold that aren't sort of certified. So you wanna be very careful. There's, there's even like an ISO specification for these. Um, if you have number 14 welder's glass, that's fine. So number fourteen is the important thing to remember: is you can, if you've got a welding mask, you could use that, or go get some welding goggles at your local welding supply store with number fourteen. You'd look very steampunk, wouldn't you?
0: <laughs> you're, gonna see, you're gonna see some crazy pictures yeah. of people, you know, of people with those things on. I think uh, if you're in the path, uh, just I I think the your advice is just take it in. It's an and if you're only two hours
1: away.
0: I mean, do it.
1: Yeah. Versus people flying from across the globe and you're only two hours away. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah.
0: I think we looked it up on the website where I'm at in LA, about uh, 50, a little less than 50%. So we're not going to see much down there and people in LA won't even care. So (laughs) it's, you know, it's going to be, I think nine in the morning. And, um, and so I, I'm going to, I'll watch, I'll go out in the morning, watch it. And then I'm gonna head into the office. So it, uh, it, it is coming. It's on its way. Yeah. Make sure you're very, very careful when you're watching these things and you don't, you never want to look directly into the sun. There's a good Brian Regan skit. Just look it up. Look up Brian Regan and sun stare. There's a good Brian Regan skit about this. Do not look directly. Into- Can I
1: say something about the, uh, the totality differences? Yeah. So Lincoln is just on the edge of totality. They're going to get about a minute or so of totality. But just going that distance to
0: Beatrice,
1: it's two and a half minutes of totality. That's a big difference
0: for that amount of drive. Yeah. Yeah. It's in that south. Beatrice is south, right, of Lincoln? Mm -hmm. Yeah. An hour, maybe? Yeah, it's about that. Something like that? Yeah. And Lincoln's south of Omaha. So, you know, you're talking about two hours down Beatrice. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be jammed. The roads are going to be jammed. You're going to have trouble. It's going to be jammed. Yeah. 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 It'll be crazy. But I think we're seeing. And so, um, yeah. So let us know how that goes. If you're listening to the show, let us know how that goes. We would love to hear what you did for it and how, how it worked out for you and uh, and what you saw. Show us some Show us some pictures. So, cool. Um, John, you got some. Let's let's talk a few gadgets you've got, and, and I'm I'm interested in what you got, but then I want to talk about why you got one of them. So you got these. You got two Ye-cams, Yi cams. I is what they are on Amazon. If you mm-hmm. want to look them up, but uh, why'd you get two? Why do you have? Why do you need two? And what'd you get?
1: One is the action cam, so it's a competitor to any of the GoPros, uh, it's significantly cheaper, and has all like some of the same accessories even the mounts you can get will hook on to uh, the existing gopro mounting system um i was going to a wedding and i was going to be doing some filming for that wedding and i thought you know an action cam would be kind of nice to have to have a wide shot you know get crowds and things like that it's small people may not notice it if it's something small And I really wanted to have an action cam because I didn't have one. Um, I have a regular camcorder, but that's kind of big and bulky and not as easy to, you know, you got to pack that thing and charge the batteries for it. You mean, you got to charge the batteries for the E2, but this charges off USB versus my old camcorder I have to plug into the wall, right? So this gives me a lot more options, especially when I went camping last week, of using a USB battery pack to keep it charged.
0: How long did it last for? Um,
1: Well, I haven't run out the battery yet.
0: Hmm.
1: In fact, I actually bought two extra batteries, and I haven't even used them yet.
0: How long have you? uh, Well, how so? How long do you think it'll last you?
1: Um, If you're doing the high resolution, I bet you can probably get an hour out of it, maybe less.
0: And When you say high, high resolution, what's the specs on those?
1: Um, this one is a regular 1080. The they actually have a 4K one out now, that's on yeah, Amazon, and everybody's been buying that one now. So that's why this one has come down in price. So,
0: and we're talking actually, like seventy bucks, right? I mean, this is what I'm seeing Yeah, so right yeah. pretty reasonable if you wanted to get into as as opposed to a GoPro, that might be three hundred bucks.
1: Right. And you, have you seen those GoPro rigs that has a whole bunch of them to do 360 video? Mm
0: -hmm. They've
1: redone it with the cams, and that's a significantly cheaper option to have all those. And you can see some of those plans on Thingiverse where you can download them and print them out. And they'll act like a camera too. There's a shutter button on the top. Microphone, if you're, if you're aware where it's a little windy, you're not going to get good sound out of it. But That's not technically what it's for, you know? It's to just get video for the most part. Um, It actually has HDMI out on the back. So there's a, a micro HDMI on the back. It uses a micro SD card for storage. And what's nice is it actually has a quarter 20 screw on the bottom so you can use any existing tripod. So you don't have to have the specific mounts made for it. Now I've actually 3d printed mounts for it as well that I've used. Did you buy it with the uh, waterproof case? I did not buy it with a waterproof case. I probably should have. Yeah. Yeah. Not much Um, more,
0: maybe 15 or 20 bucks for the case. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But you can get those separate. Um, You could print one if you wanted. It actually has Wi-Fi. You can download the clips from it or control it. You can do settings with it as well. The app's pretty good. I really like it, comparative to some other apps that I've used for controlling cameras. And it's pretty light. I meant to. Uh, I thought about strapping it on my bike for. We have a an event tomorrow at AIM called the Amazing Tech Race. And I my job is to like go around and take photos of all the teams doing their run around downtown Omaha, but I didn't get a chance to print anything for this yet, so it'll just have to uh, sit in my pocket.
0: Yeah, that's a good good use for it. You know, one of the things I got into uh, in the winter when I was biking indoors, you know, I was on a bike um, machine, was I would watch YouTube videos of people who had had you know recorded their bike ride from wherever to wherever. Like, I could find rides in Rome, or I could find rides in Germany, or I could find rides in the United States. I I, I found this guy who biked from the Presidio up to the Gate Bridge, and I know that route really well. And so it was a ton of fun to just, while I, I would start so on my phone, I would play the video, and then I would just, I would bike and watch the video like I was, you know, <laughs> and like I was there. And it actually made the biking go really fast to have something that, because normally biking, you know, stationary biking is just boring. And, uh, and so I thought, man, I should bring my Surface in and play these so I get a bigger screen, play them on my Surface. My daughter has it right now and I'll get it back here shortly. But, so this winter, I will probably go back to that, but that's a great, you know, I've always appreciated it. Why do you record that stuff? You know, I always appreciate those guys who mounted those, you know, the action cams on the front of their bikes and then would, would bike, you know, an hour or two and it'd give me a good workout and it actually really, really helped. So I was, so get, get the, uh, get the case printed and so you can get it, you know, get it on the front of your bike.
1: Yes. I actually have partially mounted. I did print one that goes on a broom handle or paint stick so I can extend it up really high in the air to do crowd shots that I might be able to get done for tomorrow. That shouldn't be too bad. Um, I did look up the specs this is actually a 16 megapixel photo in 1080p with 60 frames per second. So that's yeah, pretty good. Good alternative to GoPro. hmm And you'll see the white version, but you may also see the, uh, the green and teal version that's out there as well. Mm-hmm. That one seems to be pretty popular. I've actually seen videos where they've taken them apart and added an external microphone port to it, where they just have it coming out the top. Certainly helps increase it. Um, If I was to start to do more vlogging, I would probably use this to do it.
0: Okay, just because it's
1: easy to handle and such.
0: Yeah, well, and the 4K version is pretty expensive, right? I mean, I think 400 bucks, or let's just say a little little north of 300 for sure. So if you're going to go, and are GoPros now, they're 4K? I think the top-end one is, yeah. Yeah. So I think once you're in that 4K space, you're going to be, you know, you're back into that price. But I think for a little, I mean, and, and I think probably, you know, we can have drones to thank for this, driving down 1080p, price of t- 1080p cameras, um, you know, for 70 bucks, And if you're just going to do some goof around stuff outside. Uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's a pretty good alternative. You also especially picked up brakes. Yeah, right on. Well, st- I still, still want to throw $70 away, but yeah. it, it's better than $400. You had also picked up a dash cam. And mm-hmm. you know what's really interesting, uh, in Europe, dash cams have become, especially like in, in countries like Russia, dash cams have become a standard uh, part of the car. Everybody's doing them because so much insurance fraud. But mm-hmm. in the United States, they still haven't picked up for the most part, but one, why'd you get a dash cam? And then I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, do we need them here in the U S so why'd you pick up a dash cam?
1: I picked up a dash cam. Cause I was sort of like trying to justify making a smart car without originally having smarts in it. I'm thinking about getting like the automatic gold and putting that on the ODB two port. But I recently picked up the, um, the pioneer AVIX 8,200. So now I have Android Auto in the car. So I figured, why not add a little dash cam and make a little bit more out of it? So this guy does do the same, almost the same specs 1080p at 60 frames a second. And the video quality is amazing. Um, I've tried to pull the card out and put it in a computer, but it says it's not formatted. So I'm not exactly sure the card format, but if you connect to it with the app, You can see all the videos. So it doesn't come with a card. You have to buy a card. I put a 64 gig card in mine and it just loops, continually records and erases the older ones. It has shock sensors. So if you bump it or you hit a hard um, pothole or somebody runs into you, it says urgent recording and kind of marks that video to save. I've always triggered it when I've been taking my sunshade off of my car. That's how I know it works. Um, and it actually has lane departure assist. So if it, it'll tell you if you're departing the lane. Uh, I've tried it. It was telling me I was drifting when I was going in a straight line, but I think that's because the lane I was in didn't have any uh, painted lines on it at the time. So it kind of got a little annoying to tell me something that wasn't exactly happening but I just need to take a moment out to uh, sit down and go through it again. Uh, I think there's an option to let it stay running. So I'll turn it on. So there's a, it's quite wide comparatively. And after a moment it should switch off the camera because it, a screen in your car is, is really distracting. So it switches to a camera, uh, like a clock mode that way it's not as bright in your car, especially at night. I'm making a and fool can you out set of that, myself. Can you <laughs> set
0: that to come on? That's okay. Can you set that to come on? Um, I, I assume it's connected to some kind of power source.
1: Yeah. It's connected to USB and by default, it powers up when you turn the car on. Yeah, I was
0: going to say. So it senses that and turns itself on.
1: Yeah. And when the power is removed, it tells you, like, here's how long you spent driving, hmm. the recording, and then it shuts down. So it's like 15 seconds after you've um, stopped the car and turned off the power, it'll shut itself off.
0: Yeah. And on Amazon right now, these are just 50 bucks. Yeah. So that's interesting. um You know, we, we have, so Sarah, my wife, we bought her a Subaru to a 2016 Outback and Subaru has this, what's called eyesight and it's two, you know, it's a bar across the front. It's kind of hidden behind the rearview mirror and two, it's got two um cameras on it and it does all the safety features of keeping you in the lane or braking when something comes in front of you. It's got this pretty awesome. Um, Uh, cruise control where you can, you know, you can get in with a car and you just say, I want to be so many lengths behind this. And it will just keep you at the same speed as those, those cars. Sarah's been using it and working on it. She just took this long trip to Kentucky and it's got the lane assist. So if you go outside the lane, it beeps at you type deal. But I've always wanted to see what that looks like. Like, I want to see what the eyesight sees. And I want to, See all the calculations it's making, like because you know it's, you know it's finding the lines and you know doing some interesting you know visualizations in the software. I wish you could hack it so you could watch that. You know she has a really nice, uh, probably nine inch screen in the console, and I'd love it if if they would let you. Now they won't because it's a safety <laughs> issue. Yeah. But I'd love as a passenger to be able to tap into that feed and be able to see. What's going on? This is interesting because you can't take an old car and, and it, you know, you're not going to get all the functionality of braking and the right. assist and those kinds of things. But it would be interesting to have that. And you said, where do you mount it in your car? Where, where have you put it?
1: I put it um, right. So, like, if the rearview mirror is here, it just sort of sits behind it. So, I I don't have it in a way that's going to distract me too much or or shine in my face when I'm driving. Uh, my car stereo does that enough for me, but the, um, compared to like my my new stereo, the stereo has options for front and rear camera in it. Now I don't have those options installed, but it's interesting that you can get front and rear in those units, but they don't record like this would record. So this, you know, technically is always on. If I wanted to do a time-lapse movie, maybe I could download them every hour and then string them all together and speed them up. Say, here's the trip that we went to Western Nebraska and have a nice little uh, video with it. There is an option to have a watermark where it says ye in the corner. I did that for the first few videos and I turned it off. Um, I uploaded them into my Google Photos account really easily and they're still in there. So it reads the format pretty good i think there might be some conversion from the app when it's connected
0: does it come with all the mounting hardware that you need it does come with the mounting hardware yes
1: it's a 3m tape type so it'll stick onto the windshield if you're on the amazon page for the the device if you scroll down you'll usually see like a transcend uh suction mount people been buying those because those are removable. So, like, if they want to use it in a second car, they'll pick one of those up and have it so they can move it between cars. It gives it more portability, especially if um, if you travel and you get a rental car. You know, there might be issues with insurance if you have an accident in a rental car. You know, having one of those in your bag, it's not such a bad idea. My wife had an accident and she wished she had one in her car last yeah. fall.
0: Yeah, well, that's kind of
1: what convinced me to get it was after that accident.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, Ted in our chat room was saying he's got one front and rear as well. Asked him why he's on the road a couple hours a day and he's in the Chicago area and the driver's pretty crazy. And this is why I mentioned earlier, you know, in Russia, the insurance fraud has gotten so bad and people hit and runs and it's just really bad there. Everybody's got a dash cam. Now, you know, a couple of years ago when that, meteor, the meteor came in and mm-hmm. blew up uh, over Russia, wherever that was at. Chebylninsk. That, I still couldn't pronounce it even, <laughs> even though you just said it. Um, a lot of that footage was captured by dash cams. And, you know, so there's a, that's it's very interesting. I wonder if there's going to be a trend here in the United States. I, I haven't felt it or seen it or heard people talk about it yet, but... Do you think this will trend and people, there'll be more of this than last? My wife has a built in. We don't have any access to that video. That's the one thing I don't like. Like mm. it would have been great if there was a Subaru app and we could get access to that video. You know, that's on there. I think primarily
1: people who work in vehicles probably would, would be using them first. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Over the road drivers, CDL, um, Lyft and Uber drivers. Some of them use it pointed towards the car inside so like there have been instances where passengers become unruly and then they get them on video or they use an app on their phone for some similar thing Mm -hmm. but i don't know how many i mean i've seen videos recently in the united states where it's accidents on the interstate or something like that and it's caught on a dash cam and it's usually it's high from a high vantage point so it is in a like a semi truck
0: Well, we've, and I've seen YouTube videos of, you know, busts that go bad or tickets that go bad or, you know, whatever. Right. And we're seeing uh, a lot of our patrol cars come completely dash cam enabled. Now Mm -hmm. they're all doing it. A lot of folks are, lots of, you know, civilians are having them too, you know, just, you get pulled over. Ted was saying, you know, a lot of the police are now looking for dash cams before they pull you over um they you know Uh they're gonna be they're probably gonna be a little more careful change yeah Mm. yeah they're probably gonna be a little more careful um so uh, emily says huh i bet there's a market for fake dash cams (laughs) if cops are looking right you know just (laughs) 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 although at 50 bucks i bet you there is like i'm i'm thinking like this would be cool to this would be a cool little toy to have my Oh, 06 Honda doesn't have any of this stuff, and uh, my wife's car does. And I probably, my next car will probably be a Subaru that has that. I, I like mm-hmm. the safety features they have in there. And I'll probably go that way. We're, we're not going to do that for a couple of years. So maybe I can justify uh, $50 bucks for, uh, for, for a version. What do you do with the wire? Do you just run it? Do you just drop it down? Or um, have you routed it somewhere? I have it
1: inside the headboard a little bit. I took small pieces of uh, Velcro and wrapped it around the wires, and then shoved them up inside the headliner so they would stay. Uh, I had to run a microphone anyway for my stereo, so I just included both of them together. And then it comes down the A pillar. I haven't quite dressed it up yet; it still kind of goes over the top of the steering wheel. But it above, it's not in my.
0: It's not they give my you a long enough. They give you a long enough yeah, wire for all that.
1: Um, so I have an Outback, and it comes all the way around, comes down the A-pillar, over the steering wheel, and down to the um, accessory plug underneath the radio. And there's still about two or three feet coiled up. Oh, okay. And it comes with a little adapter for plugging into the <laughs> accessory plug. Oh, so it'll, oh, it has a little power
0: plug. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah, that's, you know, it's one of those things, um, I, I, if you would have asked me, you know, before we started talking, you know, what what I think a dash cam would be, I would have said 150 200 bucks. 200 But Yeah, me too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they, they'd certainly come down, and, you know, they'll probably have, who knows what kind of features they'll add to the new ones. I know they have some that have cameras going both directions in one unit, so forward and aft. Although you won't get much out the rear window, but you get people like if you have a teenager, maybe that style would be something to have.
0: (laughs) Check on the check on the teens driving the car. You never know.
1: Maybe they'll have GPS built in so they could tell you speed and record it into the video. That's getting into a little bit higher class of unit, but we've seen how cheap GPS units are for cell phones. Why not? Right.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, and why not make a parent app for the phone where the phone actually, you know, when you think about GPS and, and speed, I think there are some, I'm pretty sure there's some apps that do that already yeah. where it'll, if the phone speeds up,
1: it'll uh, text.
0: It'll, yeah. yeah, it'll tell you, well, yeah, then for certainly from safety, but it'll also send a little alert notification that says, Hey, um, you know, I, I'm going 90 miles an hour right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Ted says he routed inside the trim. And needs to dress yeah. it up a little bit better, um, as well. Yeah, I would have to think through that on my Honda to see how that what would be the best. I might go the corner with it. I don't know. That's uh, rather than have it up, I may have it down on the dash. You know, try and get far forward. That Honda Civic I have has a really low profile front windshield. Yep.
1: We have a No6 Civic. It's got mm-hmm. that sloping with front windshield. Now I will say. Don't fiddle with it when you're driving, because that's that's a bad thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, you shouldn't be messing um, with your camera. Also,
1: you should probably turn your Wi-Fi off on the device since it has Wi-Fi on it, and you pair your phone to do some settings. I've left the Wi-Fi on. I'm like, why am I not getting any phone call? You know, messages. It's like, why am I on Wi-Fi? Oh, I left that on. I gotta turn it off.
0: You've attached to the camera. With yeah. the Wi-Fi, and of course, it's not connected to anything. So, um, yeah, you know, it'd be interesting uh, to, um, yeah, just just think about the, some of the the other capabilities that, from a travel standpoint, you know, we've pretty much gotten rid of all GPS devices, but this could have some of those features in it where. You know, yeah, all this stuff is in your phone. I get that. But I don't always want my phone doing all that stuff. You know, it's kind of nice if it would just be dedicated in the car. When I pulled in the garage, it would download pictures and, right, mm-hmm. it, would, it would it would download all that GPS information for storage automatically. Why shouldn't that? That should work. And, I, yeah, sure, I could do it on my phone, but I don't know if I want my phone doing all that stuff, you know?
1: Yeah, your phone gets pretty warm when the navigation maps is running anyway. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to do any, I mean, I don't try to do any navigation on my phone unless it's plugged into power because it is such a battery drain on some things.
0: Well, in this case, right, so you're plugged in, you pull into the garage, you turn the car off, it shuts off. Um, Is there much of a battery in that, in the dash cam device? Would it, how long could it last unplugged, do you think? You know, if you're doing that scenario. I'm not
1: sure. I never thought about doing that, actually. Because uh, there was video three weeks ago on the news of a person who had their car broken into and the dash cam was still running the entire time they looted the car and they were on the video. So they were, police were using the video to go after the people who would robbed them. Yeah. So I kind of thought maybe I should see about how to turn that on. I'm in covered parking downtown when I'm at work so th- there's no real chance of getting to the car in that situation. But if I'm out somewhere, it, I thought it would, if it was easy to enable, then I would probably do it. But you have to turn on the Wi-Fi and open the app and it might get a bit cumbersome to enable it every time you wanted to do true, it. True.
0: Yeah. Well, and it would be interesting to, you know, that might be one of those things where if it's a little bit smarter, it senses the power is going off. It checks to see for a home network. If it finds it, it uploads to you know. That would be cool, yes. I'm probably asking too much.
1: Well, <laughs> you know, there are apps that I believe you can get for like an Android phone that would have some of the same functionality. So if you have an old phone lying around in a drawer, no I've thought you about probably this. explore it. Mm-hmm.
0: I've thought about just put mounting my I've got a Galaxy S2, you know, an old S2. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a 4. I think it's an S4. I think it's an S4. And um, it it's, the, you know, it's one of those things where it's got, uh, I could, re- the battery and it's kind of shot now, but I could easily replace that. And then uh, it, just leave that in there. Now, phones in heat and cold are not great. This is where I, right. you know, we live in a part of the country where it gets super cold in the winter, although less cold than it used to get, but it still gets pretty chilly. And then it gets hot in the summer. I mean, uh, I mean, it's super hot. So I've been a little hesitant. These kinds of devices are built for that, you know, to handle those kinds of temperatures. I'm not sure a cell phone is.
1: Right. So if I hold this up, there is vents in the unit. You can almost see through it a little bit to Mm -hmm. keep it cool. Mm -hmm. So it's on both sides. So it does flow through and, That's sitting right on your windshield, right in the sun. So,
0: I'm sure it's built in rated for that. I'm not sure my phone is. (laughs) You know, you know, that'd be awesome. I've thought of that. You know, and that would be one of those things that you could, you know, set it with if this then that would would work. You could, you know, hey, when I when I get in the proximity of this Wi-Fi range start uploading the content and I'm sure there's some apps you could run, but it gets, John, it gets a little ridiculous now when you get in your car and you're pushing like, you know, I get in, I plug my phone in, I throw it on the dash. I set the podcast app. I hit play. Yeah. I hit the Bluetooth, you know, cause I don't, I'm in an older car, so I don't have Bluetooth in there yet. And so I hit the Bluetooth thing and then, you know, you're, you're doing a bunch of uh, this is where aftermarket gets a little crazy cause you're doing a whole bunch of things mm-hmm. on aftermarket. And you're just like, geez, you know, that's, that's
1: kind of why I went with a pioneer in my car with Android auto is it gives me those apps on the display that I frequently use when driving. So the podcast comes up and the whole screen is the podcast. Right. And I can choose it from the list.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, you have, you have an aftermarket. That's an aftermarket monitor, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, it is it is one of those things when we think about the, the we're, you and I are both in this spot with our cars where we're pre all the really cool stuff, post the really bad stuff. It's not like we have cassette. You don't have cassette in your car, right? It's yes. the CD, right? So I, it wasn't long ago I had cassettes in my car. But, um, and so there's some really cool stuff that's coming and, or that's here to be honest. Mm-hmm. But when you're retro, kind of when you're retro fitting them, it's like, uh, I am, I am pretty content. I pop in my car, throw my phone up there. You know, that's how I do everything off my phone. But I have thought, you know, it'd be kind of nice to have a dedicated unit in there. And uh, d- uh, this dash cam is interesting, especially at the $50 price point. You know, you kind of go, well, maybe it's, maybe it's worth having for some, for some things. Yeah. Um, Tony saying in chat, he's he's a little disappointed. His truck didn't come. His new one didn't come with Android Auto. How are you liking Android Auto?
1: Um, it's, it's, uh, there's pluses and minuses. And the minuses are how I use my phone on a day-to-day basis. Um, I primarily use Google Voice. So while it is supported on the phone, um, trying to make a phone call on Android Auto is a little bit difficult. It sort of doesn't do it. But if I'm using the regular app, then it would work fine. So um, text messaging works good. You can dictate messages or have it playback messages for you. You know, it reads the message to you. Um, as we know how Google's uh, Android messaging, uh, well, actually, just their whole messaging strategy has been a little bit all over the place with Hangouts and Allo and, and uh, versus things. That can be a little confusing because you can actually say the command, send a Hangouts message or send a message. That's two separate apps that you're asking it to do. But primarily, I'm using the maps and podcasts and music. And just last week. Waze is now available on Android Auto, which Ooh, is great because I really is love Waze.
0: Yeah, my wife won't use anything but Waze. She just hates Google Maps. She's like, it gets me lost every time. No, I've never been lost on Google Maps, but she says well, they're she owned by it's... the
1: same people in the same map. But I know, but it's, it's all funny. about routing, right? <laughs> yeah. And
0: per- and perception. She's just like no, she won't use. You know, she won't use anything but Waze. But um. Yeah. You know, and I've had a lot of trouble and with my, so I have an iPhone six and trying to talk to Siri. I mean, I am so desperately trying to get to this point where I could actually do some really good stuff on, um, on the phone while you're driving. No. And I got a crappy Bluetooth microphone, you know, the, the, I have, I bought the Logitech kind of auto setup. It's a. It's got, you know, it sticks to the dash and then it's got a magnetic mount to that and it's mm-hmm. one button push to get Bluetooth enabled, which is nice. And it plays great. It plays the stuff on my phone great. But the microphone in it is just awful. And I know, so once you connect to it, then of course, Siri is listening through that microphone and it's awful. So it's really not fair to compare the two. I'd love to get a better Bluetooth setup where, bluetooth's actually up, you know, actually where you're putting your dash cam. Up yeah. there. That's really where I want the bluetooth. Uh or I want the microphone. It'd be kind of nice if you could take that dash cam, put it up by the you know, stick it up by the uh the rearview mirror, use that as the audio input cuz it's got mm-hmm. a bluetooth, right? You have a you have a it's got a microphone on it as well. Is that on the front of the camera though, the the microphone? Oh, yes, on the dash cam. it's,
1: it's right below the lens. Yeah. So, you know, I've never enabled it. Yeah. I've I've always had the microphone off. So I don't know yeah. what it sounds like. I'm sort of like, <laughs> eh, I don't know if that's a feature I want. You know, hearing that play back my text messages.
0: <laughs> Emily says, she's with Sarah. Uh, she won't give up her ways. Um, I, I, I'm with you. I, I, I do like ways. That's kind of my preferred, even on the iPhone. That's what I like. And then Tony says, so Siri doesn't work well. She doesn't work as well as she does on that commercial with The Rock. That is for sure. Holy <laughs> moly, I have. Even when I have my phone and I'm trying to say, hey, Siri, where, where's my phone? Probably in my pocket at this point. Um, I don't get a lot of good, you know, at this point. I should just be able to say, hey, Siri, and then put a command in and, you know, I got nothing. So it's, uh, I have just, those have been super frustrating to me. Some of the newer builds of Cortana. Uh, for for Windows 10, uh, they could continue to improve Cortana, um, and that's pretty cool. And that's pretty cool to do at the desk here. Of course, the Amazon devices are r- really well, but they don't search very well. You and I have been through this before. Yeah. You like in your Google Home still? Is that and are they making updates to that thing? Do you? Yeah, um, just just today, you could ask it to play
1: news from like Anchor FM, or you can say you know, play me the news from daily tech headlines and it'll play that podcast specifically. So it's sort of like similar to the flash briefing on uh, Amazon Echo. And I've actually got it working to control my lights in my house now too.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. And then that's getting better as well. That's something the Echo has done, has always done pretty well. Lights work. We've had studio lights on in here. I've got You'll get all the overhead lights in the basement all rigged up to, to this device now. Those are working great. And I, a couple different kinds, Hue, Philips Hue. I've got a Linksys plug-in. I've got a, a TP-Link plug. And so, I mean, I have three different protocols down here. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I've got a, I guess that's a Hue, I guess that's a Hue light. Now that I think about it, we, we had the hues upstairs and we changed lamps and I, I, so I had an extra one. So I brought a hue down here. So, um, and renaming them was easy. Going into the app, change the name of them. And I put them in groups. We have a basement group. We have an upstairs group. So that's just working. Like I don't, I can't, uh, sometimes I have trouble with it hearing me, but every morning as I'm walking out, I say, Hey, device, turn off all the basement lights. And. I'll go down. Okay. You know, and uh, that works great. I, and I, I, imagine the Google home is catching up.
1: Yeah. I'm using the uh, Belkin Wemo plugs to do mine and it works pretty good. Uh, they, they certainly keep those device updated about every couple of weeks. I get a firmware update notification. Um, I got a Wemo maker. I don't know if you've seen those. It's essentially got a sensor and relay terminals on it. So I've added it to my garage door so I can use the WeMo app or tell Google Home to open or close the garage door.
0: That's pretty handy. Yeah, no, that is. That is nice.
1: Because if I accidentally leave the door open, I want to be able to know if it's open and close it. Because you always get busy in the morning, you have to rush out and It's only happened once, but it was once once too many.
0: That's the one. And I'll go, you know, my, I'm here, the garage door is right over there. So I'll walk out, go by it, open it, visually check, you know, is it open? No, no. Good. Shut it. Right. I can, I can close it from right there. I don't, you know, it's nice. I kind of wish it would alert me as, you know, it, it, it would have this, you know, the, I'm walking up the stairs. It's maybe it knows I'm going to bed and it. Just shuts it. <laughs> if I forgot, you know, it's I should probably shut the door. I do have the lights set here in the basement. If I forget to turn them off, they all go off at like twelve thirty. Mm. So if I, for whatever reason, forget, I, I've got one more set of lights I need to get on. I've got them on an, the, the, an old school switch. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. Turn them on and off that way. Uh, I have one of those as well. Exactly the so, same. A total. That's a old, GE. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it could be. It's super cheap at Lowe's or whatever, right? Great to have down here. Uh, so I got to get that. It'd be nice to get that on a on a switch just from a power savings. Those are using five bulbs, and I have five fluorescents in there, so it's not too bad. If I put five LEDs in there, it would get even better. Mm-hmm. But still, good to, uh, good to turn them off. And, and you know, uh, Emily has mentioned, and you know, we were talking about ways and directions and listening to podcasts. It is a little annoying, like sometimes I'll, I'll, turn you know, you're you're trying to listen to a podcast and you're going somewhere and they get a little chatty, you know, those. Your mind drifts. (laughs) Yeah, well, and you just, they get chatty on the, no, no, I mean, the, 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 the direction apps get. Oh yeah. And you're like, okay, oh, oh, okay. uh, Like enough. I, I know I'm turning left. Now I should, what I should just do is go in there and turn off the alerts. Right. That would be. Unless I'm in a city where I don't know really where I'm going.
1: Yeah, I usually run in alerts only, like construction or something in the road. It's it's primarily I use it for like the traffic, if there's going to be construction or delays. That's primarily what I mean, I know how to get to work but I want to know if there's going to be a problem going into work.
0: That's the problem is like, yeah, like with ways. So it's like, okay, I want to, I'm going to set my work location. I'm going to go. And then it tries to give me these directions and it, and, and I need to turn off the, I need to turn off those notifications. That's yeah. the thing I need to do. Go in there. And yeah, just them. set it to alerts only. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a smart thing. Cause I, nope. I, I want it to reroute me. Now we have tons of construction going on. You know, we, they're rebuilding the uh, 480, 80 bridge. Uh, and so f- it's down all the time, and I've I'm picking different ways to go all the time. I'm not sure ways. Yeah, I've I've got a way now. Hey, let me tell you because you're a local guy. One of the things mm-hmm. I've done now is so I'm going up 480, and I get I cross I get under 80 and go into Iowa, and then I shoot up 29, and I come back into downtown. Mm-hmm. And it's like I've it's like I I have a new place to work because it's a different you know it's a different route that I normally take. And when you come in across the bridge. On 29, you you it's, you see downtown Omaha. It's a it's a really beautiful mm-hmm. kind of way to come in. And I'm like, the other way you shoot down 480 or up 480, and it's just industrial. You know, it's not that great. You're kind of you're sunk down. And so I thought, this is you know, I'm kind of glad they closed this bridge. Like this is a different. This is a more I cross the river. It's a little more beautiful. It probably takes me five minutes longer. So it's not like it's a big like it's a big deal. But it is weird. It's like you come across that bridge and then boom, the cityscapes right there. You know, you see the city of Omaha and you're like, oh, this is kind of nice. This is where I work. You know, it's beautiful. So I think maybe there's something to that. I might just change my route in the future. And to, one know, of the other
1: things too is gas is usually cheaper in Council Plus.
0: It is a little cheaper. <laughs> yeah, it is a little. And it doesn't take me, you know, it doesn't take me too far off. I go across the river up by the casinos and then, mm-hmm. you know, you shoot in. And so it's not too bad. Um, But, uh, you know, I just thought I didn't know what a difference in my attitude it could make of seeing that
1: something different.
0: Yeah, uh, Seeing something different in the morning. So, well, John, I want to we're coming up on the hour. I do want to take the the, take this chance to hang around here for a second. I do want to take this opportunity every every once in a while. We like to thank our Patreon uh, supporters uh, by name individually as they do this. And I thought uh, tonight might be a good night to do it. So if you are not supporting, so by the way, no guilt trip here. I just like to, to read, you know, and give credit where credit's due for those folks that do support the show financially. There's a bunch of you out there. And of course, we always appreciate your support and what we do. Everything from, uh, we have some some $10 a month all the way down to a dollar, And that's awesome, whatever you want to do. But guys like Brian Hour, who's Brian's normally out here, so I don't see him tonight. But Brian and Paul Barron, M.B. Gilbertson, Kevin Schoonover, Justin Simmons, John Biggs, Dennis Pillow, uh, Nathaniel Lindley, who comes on here as a co-host from time to time. Chad Johnson, I mentioned him, brand new to Patreon, a buck. Boom, that's how you do it. You just jump in there and uh, a dollar gets you in. Gavin Campbell, of course, Emily Prokop, who's out there in the chat room joining us on Thursday nights. Emily, it's always great that you're here. I'm not sure why you are, but we always appreciate you coming out. Mark Robson, who's uh, Mark and Mike, of course, did the big uh, barbecue show. John, you barbecue at all? You do any grilling?
1: Uh, I have a grill, but I haven't done any cooking. Mm. Maybe, maybe when I was camping, that counts.
0: Yeah, oh, totally, totally. But yeah. we got to get you. We got to get you grilling. I'll share in the post show. I'll share a grilling story that I had with you, and uh, and, and maybe get you fired up about that. Eric Janosky, uh, Peter, Jim Shoemaker, Dwayne Johnson. Malcolm Lacey, Mike Weger, and of course, Steve Sleeper. Steve uh, helps build one of my... F- you know Steve? Yeah, I worked with him. Oh, is he over? He He's was over at,
1: I worked When I was at CAS, I worked with oh, Steve.
0: Okay. Yeah, Steve's a good guy. He does a podcast called the North Omaha Podcast now, which is really interesting. Oh, history, right, yeah. Historical look at North Omaha. Yeah, it's tons of fun. If you're in the Omaha area, you should listen to it. It gives you good some good history from about the 1860s to about the 1960s is kind of what he covers and uh big man think about change going on there. So uh, guys, we thank you for your support, your Patreon support. Always appreciate it. You don't have to do that. And, uh, and many of you do. So we appreciate your support of the show. I'll remind you. Um, well, we did that. We did the Patreon reminder. Oh, don't forget about setting home. If you're going to, if you want to join the club, and get us done. Send me an email, Jim at guy.tv. I'll send you a link back out to you. If you want to see how many folks we can, it's just fun, guys. It's just a fun thing. We, we, uh, we appreciate that. So, Jim at guy.tv. Don't forget, Christian uh, Cyber Frontiers is fired back up again. And so, if you're if you haven't listened to us in a while, I'm actually I have a show in the Hopper that I hope to get out this weekend. Christian was a DEFCON and uh, didn't have enough time to review the video. We did a hands-on honeypot demonstration. And it's sitting, just waiting to be released. So if you haven't resubscribed to Cyber Frontiers, you might want to do that this weekend. A good show. might want to subscribe to the video, too, on that one, or head over to the YouTube channel and get it. And again, I turned all the commercials off, so you don't have to worry about that. But uh, the, this platform, web and video hosting, all, all provided by Maple Grove Partners. Get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people that you know and you trust. Actually, that's Christian. You just know him. Head out to maplegrovepartners.com and hosting plans as little as 10 dollars a month. So really inexpensive to get in there. Christian likes to keep that for our community. And if you're interested in doing that, he'd love to hear from you. Don't forget also Home Gadget Geeks, uh, the mobile app, sponsored by LastPass, and uh, got to reschedule Amber to get her back on. We missed her uh, the other day. We'll get her rescheduled to come in. Uh, and, of course, we appreciate their sponsorship of the mobile app. You can get access to that easiest way to listen to the podcast when you are on the road, homegadgetgeeks.com. We'll get that there as well. John, thank you for jumping in here. Stay around for a little bit of the post show. It's great to see you, but thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you. You're welcome. And uh, we are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at TV slash live as we head into the fall. we uh, We got some great stuff coming up for you. Just as we think about, I think next week, yeah, it is next week, uh, we've got data coming back in here. And, of course, we've been talking about them, and I've been tweeting about them. So the founder of ReadyNAS will be on. He'll be on next week. So we're going to have him on. He's started, you know, ReadyNAS got bought by Netgear. Mm -hmm. And uh, he has since moved on and started a new company called Morrow, M-O-R-R-O, Data. And they have a little box. I wish I could pick it up. It's it's just a little nook. It's a little one of those Intel nooks.
1: Sure.
0: And uh, a terabyte of, of cached data here in the house, which wow. is kind of cool. Kind of cool to have. It's a small business app. Not really for the home guy. It could could be for the home if you if you move that. Actually, he's a podcaster, photographer, videographer. Kind of nice to have that much storage right at your fingertips. And then it, it can move it to uh, Amazon, Amazon they have some Amazon storage as part of the service or you can back it with a back place if you want to do it that way you can move it to OneDrive you can move it to your Dropbox account so pretty cool and we'll cover that next week in an interview uh, with those guys we're excited about it again we're live 8 p.m. Central 9 Eastern out here at the Average Guy. TV live John stay around for post show with that we'll say good night everybody